Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to a special, not full episode, but bonus episode of our podcast, Gotta Have Heart Wrestling, the feature of yours, Julie Jamal Honus. And today, I really want to bring up the subject that I saw on Twitter. Early this morning, I thought this was really interesting to bring up, considering that a lot of you fans, including myself, are going to be happy about this. There was an article that came out, and it stated that Triple H, as head of the company now, the top guy of the company that makes the, you know, their, their decisions, basically. So, they did day-to-day decisions, I guess, of the company. And now, pretending the pay-per-view for the following year in 2023, making a more non-gimmick event. I think that's so smart. Because, remember, last time we had, like, non-gimmick events was probably before the year 2007, 2008, I believe. But, yeah. You know, bringing back some of the things that, like, were showcased in the 90s a lot, or the late 90s, except for during the Attitude Era. And I think this is really cool. You know, this is probably one of the best decisions. And also breaking news, too, at that, that we had straight the event day when that was going to be scheduled for Atlanta, Georgia, um, January 1st, 2023. That event is straight. And it's pretty cool. You know, because I thought it was kind of weird next day you, and you only know what it's about. I mean, we had a really good event this past day, when this year, 2022, with uh, Brock Lesnar getting into that chance match, making a fatal flyaway, and winning the championship that day. So, not too bad, because we got to see a little bit of uh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar David as well. But I think this is pretty cool, though. The best decision for WWE be just, you know, straight the uh, non-gimmick event. Because we're tired of seeing staying home for matches that's supposed to be put in or Money in the Bank, or even Extreme Rules, maybe Mason Chamber, such and such, like, you know, those events didn't quite, or TLC in this matter, like, I don't know, those events, you know, they were good at first, but you keep running them merely, and people, uh, like me, I'm one of those type of people are going to get sick and tired of the same thing over and over again, you know, with the same people that are putting themselves in these gimmick-type matches, so, you know, I for one that I'm glad our decision, like, I think it's pretty cool. It's going to play a lot of dealerships. Like, I swear to God, I will keep bringing this down in my head over and over again. I'll say this out loud, too. Triple H taking over that company when Vincent May retired was the absolute best thing that happened. He's, you know, changed up more the rules a little bit. He's more nice to superstars. He's brought back several and more, more to come, superstars and wrestlers that were released or fired by Vincent Man in the past two to three years. And it's amazing. You know, he's uh, moving everybody up. You know, from next to the main roster, it's been so fucking phenomenal. And probably the biggest return to Bray Wyatt. You know, like, he's finally back, major surprise at Extreme Rules. They were so amazing. Like, I, I'm glad I was there to watch our Peacock witness the whole thing, which is magical. I mean, 22 million views, that's a lot of views. Well, just that one moment, this is crazy. It's probably the, it is, I think this is the biggest moment of 2022 by far. We could even see bigger moments. Remember, we got. Crown Jewel coming up Saturday, Logan Paul, Challenger Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Undisputed Championship. It's going to be really cool. You know, can't see that. And their good match is going to be enough as well. And this is Survivor Series emanating on, uh, I think, November 26th or 27th, I think November 26th, live from the TD Garden in Boston, my hometown. And for the first time in the history of Survivor Series, we have two women's war game matches, one men's and one women's. It's going to be really amazing. Like, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be sick. It's going to be surreal. You know, so I, I just can't wait. I'm anticipating so much. Just like 
You know, back in the day, you watch WrestleMania, we know you're on a WrestleMania, but it still feels like a long time away. You just stand two picks moment day by day by day by day. It gets closer, it gets closer, and it gets closer. It is such a phenomenon. It really is. That excitement just, you just can't wait to see what happens. And then when you get to WrestleMania, you see all these matches, moments, and matches that a lot better than your expectation, and it's really cool. WWE is now, I think, is transitioning back to that phase. It's going to be amazing. With the new generation of superstars along the way, it's going to be amazing to see longer um, title rings and superstar status, more lost records, and great storytelling. We have great storytelling right now. I mean, look at the same thing in the bloodline. That's probably the greatest storytelling going, around, going on right now in the WWE. I mean, it's just amazing. I think Sami Zayn is a top talent. I hope they push him one day. Hopefully, maybe a world championship for one of those things that's going to be interesting too. So, yeah, let's, let's make it happen. That'll be, let's make it happen. Like, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. I want to see stuff like that. And so far, Paul Vick has given us those, like, magical most memories that we're never ever going to forget for a while. Trust me, it's pretty cool. I'm not thinking, though. You know, since they're talking about pay-per-views and uh, bringing back some of the old ones, hopefully they're some old ones, I... I haven't heard nothing about that yet, but hopefully, keep our fingers crossed. I like to see maybe they back like Backlash, No Way Out, Judgment Day, Armageddon, No Mercy, Unforgiven. Oh man, I love Unforgiven. Like, man, I think Judgment Day is probably my favorite just because it's my birthday month of May. It was around my birthday month too. My birthday is May 29th, but like every year in May, like you see really cool things. I, well, it's still the first one that happened on October 98, which is also a really good event too. I think it came for the championship and awesome referee. It really didn't get any bigger than that, you know, and pretty amazing. Didn't be stopping. Who could forget, like, a Rock and a Triple H and the Iron Man match with Sean as referee for the championship, and, like, it's just going to make moments. Austin didn't take it over far in 2001, you know? Like, it's moments like these that you experience, like, the TV grandness. So who could have forget the first of Unforgiven, which was even September. It started in April of 98. That had two great main events, Undertaker and Kane, first ever in front of match. And Austin defending the best study of chances against Dude Love, aka McCoy. So it's like, yeah. Then it became an inaugural event in September. The following in San we saw this chat challenge. Big Show Bulldogs, Mankind of Rock, Team Triple H. With Austin was on Florida for the WWE Championship and referee going on a strike, apparently, at that time. So <laughs> it's pretty funny, but I just want to throw it out there. In case you watch the event, you see the show kick off referees um, picketing outside of the arena. So it's. As we were talking about, it's still an entertaining segment just because you don't wish to roughly get involved, but you add the real segment and storytelling here, so I thought it was pretty cool to get that, you know, to them, at least. So. But yeah, I mean, this is pretty cool. You know, I'm excited. I can't wait to see, like, what kind of events they bring back or scrape or just maybe think of a different name, a whole new name, you know, maybe change it up some more, you know, so. Yeah, definitely excited. Uh, this is probably the most excited time to be a WWE fan. You know, I got to put it out there. It's been pretty fucking amazing to, like, see what everything right now is going on Raw. It's not going to even NXT. Like, we have some of the more deadly veterans from back to down to NXT engaging the front of the younger talent. I think it's pretty cool to mix it up, and it's really interesting to see how things go from that perspective onto, like, further and further into the story and see what we get, you know, out of both. You know, the youngest, younger talent, the uh, rookies down in NXT, the Rondo, or maybe pushing the veterans to do better than they were before. It's pretty amazing. Like, we're going to see a lot of great moments in NXT, you know, going, you know, now we got how we have it, you know, coming up on Saturday. So, it's going to be much greater than too. I can see what, what's going to happen there. J.D. McDonovan, 
Uh, you know, Dragunov and Bomb Breaker took them out for the NXT World Championship, and it's going to be really cool. Don't see that. And kind of, I love Bomb Breaker. I really do. He's a great guy. And, you know, he's the, he's the uh, son of Rick Steiner. I mean, come on. This is gonna be you know, everybody knew how tough Rick Steiner was. Him and Scott are the Steiner brothers. Tag team. Like, so amazing. You know, I really don't want to see Bomb Breaker's possible championship, but I'm really thinking that even though Dragon Ball being NXT World Champion would also be great, too. Considering his first one, you know, he had to break the championship, you know, to two to me, and Tyler Bate winning that championship, and I started the end of NXT UK as the NXT UK champion, so. And Bob Rankin, even my championship, too, I won't slide. I mean, let's not forget about that event. That event, like, you know, created a lot a lot of views, you know. It got, like, a lot of viewership from that event, including me, one of them, so. Definitely major, major event, you know, for everybody down there to see, you know. Put on one hell of a show. But yeah, definitely. I can't see where this goes, and you know, let's just see like, you know, what great moments, what great matches, or who else is gonna be maybe coming back from that or if we can knock on that forbidden door, which I'm pretty sure this place will do sooner or later. I mean, some people from the outside to WWE, or maybe some more left. Who knows? Logan Paul's doing good right now. I can't see him and Logan Reigns that crown jewel that in the It's gonna be really amazing. We are Saudi Arabia has a hell of a show for them come Saturday and the So, it is amazing. I can't wait. And, you know, this thing is going to be really, really, really special. It's going to be special. Like, I'm pretty sure we got moments where we'll cry, we'll laugh, we'll be suspense, we'll be shocked, or in awe of anything that's going on within the WWE right now. It's so amazing. I can't wait. You know, we can't forget WrestleMania coming up next year, 30, WrestleMania 39, WrestleMania goes Hollywood. You know, the Rock, it did say he's interested in his baseball moments at WrestleMania. Hopefully, his schedule plays up because we can, we can get that match. We can really find out who was the real Tyler Peach and real head of the table. The Rock did put it um, on a story, I think on Twitter, some kind of social media, that he was the head of the table. And I don't know how long it takes months to that. Maybe we might hear it tonight or. Tonight I'm going to Raw, or maybe this Friday on Friday Night SmackDown. So hopefully, either or, it's going to be really good, you know, for the most part. But yeah, you know, really fun about stuff. I love talking about stuff like this. Like, it's amazing. Pay-view for 2023 is going to be freaking awesome. I can already see it. And I'll be guys soon, too. Thank you guys for joining me on the following episode. And we'll see you Wednesday. Talk about the greatest and incredible chance matches in history. My name is Jamel, and I will see you later. And have a great day, everybody.